0: Well hello there, welcome to Biblical Chili. Now listen, the cruise is just about to start, but let me fill you in on a few details if you've never been here before. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ, and it's our continuing prayer that we help you grow closer to Jesus every day. Now, you might be wondering why it's called Biblical Chili. You see, around this table, we have people from all walks of life, different histories, backgrounds, different futures, even different religious views. But even with all these differences, that shouldn't hinder us from carrying on a conversation. And you stepped in at a good time, too, because the chili crew is walking through the Bible from cover to cover. And right now, they're in the book of Exodus. Moses talking to a burning bush, plagues, Exodus out of slavery, and the Ten Commandments. Woo! This gives me the collie why I was just thinking about it.
1: All right, uh, verse... Number twelve. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This, I think, would also harken back to. There has to be kids in attendance when God is speaking this. Oh, also, absolutely! It was you know, the whole
0: congregation,
1: right? And so, not only is 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 God saying, "Watch your parents and do good by them," yeah, but also to those that are in attendance to live. To honor their parents even if they weren't the greatest people you still have to bring honor to them
0: yeah yeah i just i, I was going to ask what if we were to define honor honoring your parents what would what would that look like like what would that sound like what would that what in action in living what would that be In and i mean in my mind i kind of see this this like cycle where your parents took care of you when you were a slobber and helpless baby And when they become a slobbering, helpless elderly, (laughs) you should be taking care of them. You should be honoring them. In other words, like not, not just surrendering them up and giving them up for dead type thing. You should be honoring them when you're around them. You should respect them when you're, uh, I actually heard somebody, what did they say? They said, honoring your parents is also upholding their reputation, which I thought was awesome. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? That means if, if, if somebody's talking bad about your father or your mother, you're, like, defending your parents. You know, even if, even if you may have had a bad situation, but you, you are never going to speak ill of them, in, it is, could that fall under that as well?
1: I, I think so. I think that it is j- just that. It's uh, respect, a great esteem. And not, not that you're living to make them proud of you, but you are living to just respect them for who they are. So you're, you're almost
0: giving them an uplifting yes, kind of thing. you know,
1: it's like you are going to live in a way that you respect your parents. You will know who they were, you know what you went through growing up, but you aren't going to lash out because that falls into living in the past. You're going to respect them. You might not like them, you might not agree with everything they say, but you have to respect them because they brought you into the world to get you this far. But you now have to take that that ownership and live your life to honor them to bring to honor your parents and and it's not for them it's not even for you it's it's here it's a commandment it's it i i guess i gotta re- retract that it is for you if you are living to respect them and you are able to if you had a hard time growing up and you're living to respect doesn't say to love it's just like respect to you give them that honor that's due right that is taking a load of uh, guilt or even remorse for things you might say out of spitefulness things you might say out of a dark spot Mm -hmm. and and removes that if you just know you have to respect them
0: that's that 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 reminds me of two stories and not this isn't off topic And these are both true stories, but I'll give you the very, very short abridged version. There was one gentleman and they were both, both these guys were about the same age, had very different parents, very different upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. But both of them had the same scenario happen where their father left them at a very, very young age. One gentleman, and they were both very successful. One was actually a very successful boxer and one of them, the other one was a very successful businessman. And what ended up happening was both of them took a very different approach to their father leaving them at a young age. And one gentleman said, he was actually interviewed once at the end of a match and he did a really good job or whatever. And during the interview of the match, they said, Oh yeah. How do you, how do you, you know, cause he was, he was known as this guy that, that was, uh, I, I don't want to say the word vicious, but it's the closest word I can get. He was just, he was just completely vicious. When, when the bell rang, he just, whoosh, and he would go in just wild. Right. And he would knock people out so quickly because he was just so in it. Actually, he said, well, listen, I my father left me when I was three years old, and it was just my mom raising me. So all I do is, and I envision it was my dad's face on that man. And, I, I, and you know, so he took his dad and turned him into a weapon. And this other gentleman, he he wanted to get to know his dad. He reached out to his dad. One day his dad, and his dad was like, he was in the hospital. He, he was dying. His dad finally, for the first time ever, said, yeah, you can come and see me. And he flew all the way, flew all the way there, went to go visit his dad, went to the hospital because his dad was also a successful businessman, went to the hospital and his assistant came down and said, your dad has changed his mind. He doesn't want to see you. And so he left. But that gentleman, like, and he was asked afterwards, well, how did you feel? He's like, well, I I didn't feel anything. He's like, I, going into it, I understood if this man didn't want to see me, there's, it's no difference, you know? And I'm not saying necessarily any of them... Obviously, the one is dishonoring his father, okay? And the other one didn't necessarily uplift his father, but he did not degrade him to the level that, quite frankly, I'll just say that he, quote-unquote, in society would say he deserved because he did this to me when I was younger. But instead, he decided to take the higher road and say, he's, just, he's still my dad. Either way, he is still my dad. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says something very interesting. Let me, let, me, let me pull this up real quick pull it up i'm in a bible i'm in a book <laughs> matthew okay so matthew chapter 24 this is jesus he's talking about several things that's going to be happening at the end of time give some warnings Get you know Mark. <laughs> <laughs> matthew 24 matthew 24 okay so part of this he says in verse 12 it says and because lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold but he who endures till the end will save uh, into the gospel, the kingdom, and the preached. Okay, so my point is, is it's talking about the love of many will grow cold. And it also talks about lawlessness. The love of many will grow cold. And it talks about how the children will literally hate their parents, like with an absolute hatred. And I just, it, I, I see this now because, I mean, quite frankly, let's, let's face it. Like, like we said earlier. I mean, imagine if the entire world followed all ten of these, but obviously Lucifer's the counterfeiter, and he wants us to, you know, either disobey them or he wants to invoke his own laws and is, you know, change them slightly. Where, oh yeah, you can honor your parents unless they hurt you, then you don't have to. you know, yeah, you know I just, I'm just saying it's 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 interesting. You read
2: lawlessness there in Matthew, and what did we just read about? First of all, what is lawlessness. What's another word for lawlessness? It's iniquity. Yep. What did we just read about iniquity in uh, in the Ten Commandments here? Was it verse 5? For the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third
0: and fourth generation. And now we're talking about honoring thy mother and father. So like so like the second commandment jumps all the way over to the fifth. <laughs> kind you know, of. like, Yeah.
2: And you know to me, honoring the father and mother—that's that's being a testimony. That's being a your life is a testimony to God, no matter what you do, and this includes honoring your mother and father. Um, now, your parents are who, whoever you raised you, and there may not be the ones who gave you birth or created you. That's a good point to bring up, but uh, <clears throat> regardless of what happened between your birth parents, the people who raised you, if Nobody raised you, somehow. Your life is still a testimony, and God will always be your father. This here is a, a
1: hinging point, because whenever I read the Ten Commandments, I see the very first half, it's like a, a a right angle, if you will. Things coming from heaven, now he's talking about the Sabbath day, now he's talking about honor, and now it's going outward into how you treat everybody else.
0: That's a good point, because the first four kind of have to do with your relationship with God, and the last six really have to do with your relationship with everyone else. Yeah. And Tom, yeah. Tom mentioned yeah, it earlier, you know,
2: uh, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor.
0: Yeah. When Jesus did that, he he was splitting all the commandments into two categories and saying, these four, are these six. That's a good, yeah, that's good. Two separate
2: divisions of the commandments,
0: two stones. Yeah. We can go into that.
2: A lot <laughs> <laughs> and we'll that, keep going. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is
0: for the next chapter. In our-
1: <laughs> so verse 13, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. And you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor.
0: Man, you just jumped through a whole bunch of them, didn't you?
1: Well, these ones here, um, there's laws written like <laughs> that founded our country based on these ones. You know so, you can go to jail currently for any of these.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All the other ones are just about every religion. Whether you're pagan, atheist,
0: <laughs> <laughs> has I these hope walls. people would understand something of some of these,
1: right? You know, and so I, I stopped at uh, give false testimony against your neighbor.
0: Okay, so so here here would be my my I guess caveat with that one because people do understand it, but like, I I would say, like human beings do, we always try to find the loopholes. If you know what I mean, but check it out. Okay, so this is Matthew chapter 5. I'm I'm just going to start in uh, verse 21 here. You have heard that it was said that those of old, you shall not murder. Okay, so now that was quoting the Ten Commandments. You just read that, thou shalt not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. And this is Jesus. Just by the way, this is Jesus speaking. Okay, so... But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause, um, some versions actually say hate their brother. In other words, same thing. You, you have anger or hatred towards someone without a good reason for it. Like you, you just hate them for whatever reason. Prejudice. Um, yeah, prejudice. It yeah. doesn't
2: have to be racial.
0: Yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is angry with your brother without a cause, he shall be in danger of the judgment. And then obviously later on, uh, and this is verse 27. I'm just reading the same, same chapter, by the way, uh, Matthew chapter 5. You have heard said of old, you shall not commit adultery. Once again, he's, he's quoting the, o- the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. But I say to you, those who so much as look and lust have committed adultery already in his heart. So if we, if we with that in mind, and Jesus is trying to gain clarity because the Jews during this day, during Jesus' day, they were looking for the loopholes. So, okay, and we even say it today, right? Uh, I looked, I didn't touch. Right? Yeah, but Jesus said, if you so much as look and lust, it's, you've already committed adultery yeah, in your covetous, heart. Right, right, yeah. So what about, I, I mean, like sexually, if you've looked in lust, then, well, it's, it's, it's already there. You're already putting those seeds of adultery in your heart. And, well, what about hatred towards somebody without a cause? So with that in mind, does that sh- shed a new, a, a more intense light on murder because by by the way, just so we understand, I know some versions say kill, kill is actually the wrong word. I'm telling you that right now, it is the wrong word. It is murder because this this word in Hebrew, it is the word for I have premeditatively sought this destruction. So I have premeditatively, I have ahead of time thought that I want this person dead. Or in Jesus' case he said, if you so much as hate without a cause in your heart so what is, what is that what kind of light does that shed on just just the simple one thou shalt not murder
1: Well then that pulls it back in to distill uh, to, to communication between you and God. Um, no longer is it about anybody else What do you mean? Because thou shalt not murder Now if you're saying you know would that shed light, even the thought of it now is breaking that rule. Whether or not you just committed the act, so even the thought before the act you've already broken it, so it it, it removes the physical act act of doing it, Wow, so then it all everything is all internal now
0: oh, that's the, okay, I, so now I see what you're saying, so you're saying it's it's between you and God, you're saying it's i mean God God you can't hide from God in your heart, not even in your heart because he knows the thoughts that's a good that's a good point and I think I think this is important only be. Also, I should say, I think this is important also because even still today, we're looking for those loopholes. I I would not be dogmatic about it, but I will bring it up. What about those who are, uh, one word, and and this is the, the best example I got for, at least let's stick with murder. What about people like poachers? They premeditatively wanted to kill an animal just for sport. Do you think God's going to hold them accountable for it to some degree? Not. I'm not putting human life at the same level of animals. Don't you misunderstand me on that. I'm just saying the act itself, would they still be held accountable?
2: I believe so, yes, because the earth is going to be cursed because of such actions.
0: Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? I mean, it's, it's a hard question, but...
2: I think there would
1: still be... You know, this is in... Uh... You know, pulling back to the Passover, where you're not supposed to take more than what you need. Oh. Because then it just turns to, to spoil and, and rots.
0: So it may may even turn to something more than just just the whole murder thing. It, this could just be covetousness and selfishness, just to, I want to kill because I want to kill.
1: Yeah, well, then it turns to greed. Because I'm going to kill, I'm I'm going to kill them to take their hide. Kill them to take... Their tusks, you know, yeah, right, and and then everything else goes to waste. But you're killing them just to have profit because you're going to go sell that now and allow yourself more gain.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: See, um, people that were living off the land would take and have to use all the animal because that's what it would take to survive. So those poachers that are just killing for the saleable parts, not only a is it. Going to completely kill off a species, but B, it's waste. It's food that's not going to other people.
2: Yeah, yeah how many species are extinct today because of well poaching,
0: basically? Well, even today, animal like there's trophy I know hunting. There's a, yeah, there's a ton of them. Like I know the rhinos. They're I think right now they're below two hundred. Wow, on the I didn't know
2: the rhinos were.
0: Yeah, they they it's their horns. Like honestly, the the contrava- cons- conservation officers out there in in africa and there's a huge movement going on they're actually going out they're tranking all of the elephants and all of the rhinos and they're cutting off all their horns everything because now who's gonna who's gonna poach them they they knock them out cut off their horns and just let them go wild and they're doing much better now well i, I know it sounds terrible but um i'm just saying you no know, and that's a good point tom so what about what if we go to the next one where it says commit adultery i think that one's would that one be pretty obvious there like de- uh, adultery isn't okay. just you know isn't just flesh okay so uh, you're, you're you're talking about it's not just a, like a sexual flesh thing yeah
2: you know adultery can mean um lusting after idols or after other gods you know let's say uh Ooh. let's say mythology you know, Zeus, Odin saying till Valhalla, you know, that's 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 dangerous ground. Coming from someone who reenacted Viking history, I have been, you know, been guilty of saying till Valhalla and stuff like that. But to be honest, we are promoting something that's not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so a- so
0: so you're saying that, like, OK, so I'm I'm a computer nerd. Forgive <laughs> me. <but laughs> Go ahead. I'm a computer nerd. So if I'm lusting after that new RAM chip of 32 gig at, 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 at 6,000 megahertz, I'm, I'm real close right now yeah, to lusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you I'm know, just saying. Yeah, there, so, there, so you're there saying there's a could difference be even something between like wanting
2: that. something and you know admiring, but at the same time, what is it? What is it that they say uh, in the uh, in the Jedi Council? Be mindful of your thoughts.
0: Well, even even the Bible says, I mean, your heart's deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? And yeah, wow. And that's I think that just opened up a whole new level for me to understand (laughs) adultery. Man, (laughs) watch myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is what it means that even if you think it in your, you know, your your mind, you've done it in your heart already. So,
1: but I think it's a heart thing. So, so it it is a matter of the heart that if you're saying to Valhalla. And you know that it's a catchy thing because you are able to put it in the context you being able to understand where it comes from the history behind it you could actually turn that into an opportunity to minister to somebody to witness to them because now you're speaking their language so this adultery oh, that, that could be a good this point. adultery isn't really saying like, oh if I say T Valhalla you know, I'm cursed or uh, I'm not in God's favor." I think it's if you're doing it for the the wrong reasons. If,
2: mm-hmm. if uh, like you're cheering with the you know right. like a beverage in your hand, you're toasting, and you're not uh,
0: glorifying God. He sounds like a larp'er to me. <laughs> <A> LARPer. <laughs> well, larping. Yeah. I, LARPing. I, I've done some larping. You know, okay,
2: reenactment okay. is basically larping, anyways. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. When
1: when we when we, be, we take uh, Christ as our Savior, we're now of the house of God. So this committing adultery could be. As simple as going to actively worship somewhere else, or even the thought of going to worship somewhere else. So, like, I'm going to sing songs and praise God Sunday morning, Sunday night. I'm gonna go make a sacrifice to something that I'm not really sure. <laughs> right. on.
0: You have a lot of sheep and goats in your backyard, <laughs> Tom. Um, I don't
1: know about not anymore. But, not
0: anymore. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had to get to. I've had to go to squirrels. Okay, so wait, hold on. All okay, so you guys are, are you guys are talking about the heart. What about stealing? Number f- verse fifteen, it says, "You shall not steal." What about stealing? How could that be a heart thing, or is that only an
1: it, it an could, action thing? It could be a heart thing too, because we we talked about this at church and about stealing somebody's blessing. About stealing the ability for someone to bless you.
0: Stealing, okay. They were
1: wanting to go to a church to help, to help put, I think it was a, a new roof or a new siding on the building. Okay. They didn't have a lot of money, so the church was going to put people up there. Well, the people that were up there, there, there weren't very many able-bodied people to help out. And so they were willing to open their houses and make food to make sure that everybody was blessed. Well, they're like, don't worry about it. We'll pack stuff and we'll stay at a at a hotel, you know, down the road. So this is, they would be now stealing the ability for them, for this people to bless them.
0: Ooh, that's, that's wow, that's, that's you really going to have to think about your actions then. I was going to say, you
2: know, if we go a little bit further, is thou not convey your neighbor's, basically your property. It's not just the wife, it's the property. You know, you shouldn't convey your neighbor's oxen. You shouldn't convey... Oh, the covet?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, so the we're covet. going
2: on. Well, I say convey. Covet. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wow, you guys are jumping down to 17. No, no, we're not jumping.
2: Oh, okay. But it it does coincide because, you know, if it's in the heart of the matter, not just in the action, it's mentioned as well. Okay. To not covet. Well, Well, what about... Here I'm talking about stealing,
1: like taking something that isn't really yours or taking something that shouldn't be
0: yours exactly you
1: know and so
0: oh that's a good way of wording it shouldn't be yours
1: so um them being able to say well we footed the bill we are now taking all the glory because we came up here footed the bill we did the work we blessed these people walked away all right our, our job is done they they did not give opportunity they, they they took the ability for them to bless so that that moment was stolen from them at That ability was taken from them.
0: Right. Well, in this case, I would say whether intentional or unintentional, it was still, yeah, okay, okay. We've also got to be careful because I remember I was back during the days of Napster. Anybody know what Napster is? If you do, raise your hand. I think I remember the word. (laughs) It was a little internet thing that people were doing that we could share music Where I would have a database of music on my computer and I could open it to the world and the world could download music from my computer. And if they had Napster and then I could download music from theirs and you can see where this is going. Very quickly people could collect, literally collect, hundreds of thousands and if not millions of dollars of people's music. Like music that they did not pay for. And the only reason I'm bringing this up, this isn't a big thing today because we have a lot of services today that's kind of gotten away from that because you don't need to download music or even own it anymore. You just got to get on Spotify and listen to the commercials and you you know what I mean? Or you can get on YouTube and listen to the stuff or pay for YouTube premium or something and download the music. Like you can do all that stuff now. So there's a lot less copyright infringement happening, but... I'm just I, I bring this up because it was a big thing back then, but nobody, even Christians, there was a huge even Christians were like, "What's the big deal?" Da da da, and nobody thought for just for just a moment, maybe we're stealing the artist's livelihood because they make money. Like they didn't think of the big picture here. Tom makes an album, you purchase it, I download it from you. I have not purchased that, that album. So the work that you have done, I literally stole it. So I'm I'm just saying that, that like I said, it's not a, a live example for today, but I, I would say it's we have to be careful of what we do because there's even, and this is just my this is my own personal like understanding and conviction. So like if I need stuff printed, I make sure that I do it at home, you know, unless it's like for example, I was doing flyers for work. We were doing a um, a fundraiser for somebody at work, and I. I made I made it on I made the flyer on work time why because it's for a, a charitable thing we're doing at work I I printed it off and used the resources at work and and I I would not classify that as stealing why because it was going to be used for the people in the company right but if I if I needed that personally printed off I'm not going to go in there and be like hey I need 55 copies of this and it's cheaper to do it at work because it's free but that would technically be stealing because i'd be taking their paper taking their ink and i wouldn't be paying for it you know what i mean like and that's my my personal thing i was looking at that like i i've never done that i'm just saying i was thinking about that and i'm like wait a minute unless it's like for the company then aren't i taking the stuff that they paid for and not using it for its intended purpose which was for the company yeah so i'm just saying it's it's something i think we've all got to be careful of because in, and I, I would say, in this society mainly, because we there is an entitlement type of mentality that goes around that we have to be careful of. Part of, Part of this, and we haven't got, gotten into this yet, but I don't know if you guys know, this is a did you know? It, later on, we're going to learn of what the penalty was for stealing, and I think it's awesome. I, I so wish we would go back to this. Uh, not me. The penalty <laughs> The penalty for stealing back then. Was actually really awesome. And God helped Moses kind of set this up. So like, Tom, if I stole something from you. So like, let's say I stole something from you, never intending to, to pay you back for it or, so, or something like that. So the, the penalty was, okay, Justin, you've been stolen. You admitted it. Tom, you know, has evidence. And okay, let's say the value of that was $1,000. The value of what I stole from you is $1,000. I would have to pay back four times the quantity. Of what that was. And if I couldn't pay it back, I had to work for you for free until I would pay back the value of what that is. Of course At
2: least for, for seven, seven years.
0: For
2: <laughs> <laughs> because you, you stole from you me. You stole from me. I I'm not gonna trust you around anything I own. You know, I've been sitting here thinking uh, these, these, all these, these, wow, I know how to speak, I promise. <laughs> these, these, and these, these, these geez, no. take two, <laughs> click. Anyway, so I, I've been sitting here thinking, and these six commandments. Basically, we can look at these throughout the entire Bible, but most importantly, we can look at this during the story of Jacob and Esau.
0: The every last, single are you one of the last
2: them, six, the last six, every single one of We're not even them. Through Honor the thy last mother, the father. Thou shalt not kill, commit adultery, not steal, uh, bear false witness. Jacob did all that to his brother Esau. He did that to his parents. He deceived his father his own mother told him to do so it was his mother's idea and he went along with it he stole the blessings he stole the uh the rights he stole the inheritance through deception he he bare f- w- false witness to uh his father he took he stole something away from his older brother that was rightfully his he coveted that mm-hmm. which he stole even though god said that it you know doesn't Said that Jacob was going to be the inheritor no matter what, but it still wasn't his.
1: Um, or was it?
2: Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, well, dun. God knew that. <laughs> <laughs> There's such things called as repentance, and Jacob did that. And Esau, we were talking about earlier, heart were thinking about it. Does that count? Esau definitely did think about killing his brother for doing such things. Oh,
0: he said so. Yeah.
2: Next time I see him, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. I'm going to, after I bury my father and all that, I'm going to mourn. and Yep, yep, yep. So it was premeditated. And look what happened. Uh, Jacob went away for a while, basically paid his dues. And, you know, they came back, they forgave each other.
1: Yeah, we did a whole episode on that of forgiveness and accepting it. And we, we never thought that Jacob accepted the forgiveness, like, that's why he let Esau go one way and he went the other,
0: <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it was it was a weird situation. Yeah, well, there was, yeah, there, was like, there was a thing. Yeah, that happened. I
2: think something about bowing down and all the other stuff. Yeah, he and bowed that down was that was times, that was a symbol so of
0: forgiveness, and you know, well, what what he's saying is, is he's like, oh yeah, okay, great, yeah, forgiveness, yeah. Oh oh you oh yeah hey, do you want to come to my house? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> I'll go this way. You go That's that That's one way. of those things where you're, you're still kind of hurting, but it's,
2: it's still fresh. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> All right. So, so the next one is the bear false witness, though. Again, well, against your neighbor, but, well, obviously. What are you going to do, lie to a rock? A rock. Can, you, can you lie? Well, okay, so hold on. Time out. Time out. Can you lie? Can you lie? Can you lie, can you lie to a cat or an animal? I mean it the the, ver- yes, the verse you says, can. neighbor. You know why? Because they I have an care. alarm. So. But they don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I yes, don't know. you can,
0: but they don't care.
2: <laughs> oh, they care.
0: So okay, so so false witness though. Hold on, hold on. False witness is false, was false witness just saying a blanket lie? And we kinda talked about this the other day, remember during our Bible study at work? What was the what was the verse? I can't remember what it was. It was It was something in Psalms and it was talking about um, when you give the information, uh, make sure it's something like the whole information or hold your tongue or something like that. I can't, I can't remember exactly, but so I'm, I'm asking because a lot of people look for the loophole in this once again, though, like false witness, they think, oh, it's just a flat out blanket or blatant belligerent lie right to somebody's face that God's talking about here, but. My personal opinion, and like I said, Tom and I kind of talked about this, is I think it's a little bit more than that. I think even if I, you know, if I go to you and you're like, hey, where, where were you? Well, I wasn't killing a squirrel at Tom's house and sacrificing it to the moon. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so I, didn't gi- <laughs> I gave you some information, but I didn't give you the whole information because it was actually a goat. That we sacrificed them. (laughs) See what I mean? So like.
2: Well, you did say you wasn't at Tom's. So therefore, you were (laughs) at Tom's. Okay.
0: So I, But I think I know what you're meaning here,
2: but let's, let's simplify things. Okay. And let's go even further. More. Well, I won't say more. Okay. Oh, no, we're not. We're going to complicate, complicate things. He lied. (laughs) Example. No, I can <laughs> <laughs> Example submitted. Anyway, so let's go with, you know, surprising somebody. A surprise party, perhaps. You know, okay. trying to be secretive about such. Thing. You know, if the outcome is supposed to be positive. You're trying to do something good for someone, and you're tr- just trying to not let them know about it. But they're onto you, and they keep asking questions. Oh, what <laughs> then? I, I, wish,
0: I would change the topic. <laughs> How about those lions? <laughs> yep, yep, see, yep, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, doing well, <laughs> right? So you know, no, I I see what you're, I see where you're going with it though. Like it's and and that's, I'm I'm sorry, it's 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 a touchy thing because I I think this would also fall under the in the heart thing too because you know of the information you're giving and 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 withholding for for example. Yeah, I, th- I think we, we're we really going to have to be careful with that because this is that... I think this one, out of all of them, quite frankly, is the one that the loopholes are trying to be found the most because, like, oh, well, I lied, but I didn't quite... It wasn't, you know, uh, uh, you know what, what do we call it? A little white lie type of thing. So, all right, what's the next one we got?
1: Number 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs
0: to your neighbor. Why? I've always wondered this. Why did God, like, break this all down into male servant, female servant, oxen, wife, donkey? Like... Why Why doesn't he just say anything your neighbor owns, like anything that's your neighbor's? To
2: eliminate loopholes. <laughs> I think he wanted yeah, to set he, a there's couple so examples. Many
0: different, yeah, oh, It says
2: anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is one of those things that says, I could go on forever. Grass, seed, <laughs> machines. Yeah, <laughs> lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah. Blessings.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, blessings? You, you're just saying that. Although coveting and stealing different well, things. Well, if
1: you look at how it's broken up, if you look at it in like today's terminology, it's his, uh, you know, you can't cover your his house or his wife or his, his workers or his ox or his donkey. One of them is for transport. One of them is for working. And so it's like, you know, we're in farm country. So, you know, it's like looking at the John Deere, looking at that, that nice big truck that you got pulling stuff around, the people working out in the fields. You can't go like, oh, I, I, look at how good that guy works over there. Wow, she can throw bales of hay farther than I can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do agree. There are a significant amount of categories here in this verse.
0: I, just, I find that interesting. But any way, though, any way we slice it, though, let, let me ask this question. Why know, at the very very end we're, we're okay, so we're at the end of all these ten commandments why are Why did God make these commandments and write it this way i didn 't say like i don't mean like why did he choose these? What I mean is is, why is it that if these are violated it's it's not a good thing like what's the purpose in God giving this information to humanity? Because God entrusted Israel with this. he said i'm giving you my commandments. Here you go." And they were supposed to be the caretakers of it and share this with the world. So, what's its purpose? Well, th-
1: they have to become their own society now. That right now they are a people wandering through the woods, and they're <laughs> yeah, and, and they are they are getting ready to establish their their own way of life now. They're now they're they are now out from Egyptian's rule that they
0: have only known. And so yeah, now, some of them. That's all they've ever known their whole lives. And, you know, and so, actually, all oh. actually, yeah. I guess it, they were there several hundred years. years yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so
1: nobody knows anything different than the Egyptian way. So God is like, I've done, erased them from your your life. Now this is your life. These are the rules. It's important to follow this. You just saw what I did to enemies of my people. These are what I want you to live by. If you if you break down all these, we said this earlier that if they were to live by these, then society would would function
0: at a high state. Yeah, like like yeah.
1: They they talk about everything from how to treat your parents to how to treat each other. You know that if those thoughts don't even come into your heart, then you're not going to do it to your neighbor. If all you're doing is lifting up, not bearing false witness, that you're only giving good testimony to. Your neighbor, you're just going to build each other up, you know, and and society will build itself up, and you will prosper.
0: Okay, so you think God is giving them the Ten Commandments for strictly societal ways, or just that's one layer of of why God gave it to them? I believe
1: it's uh, you know, I, I heard, I heard a pastor say this that if you want a better country, it starts at home because a better country has to be comprised of better states. Better states are comprised of better communities. Better communities are comprised of better churches. Better churches are filled with um, better people. And better people comes from the homes, and the homes come from you. This is where God is saying, follow these, and this is what's going to happen.
0: Okay, okay.
2: To me, I agree with Tom, I do, mainly because it goes along with what I'm about to say they are tom agrees with me <laughs> i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> get to, to it eh? <laughs> anyway they're going to be god's people they are going to be set aside it is written that if you belong to me you will separate yourself you'll be holy and you'll act, you should be acting accordingly all that's written not in one verse but many it, throughout the entire bible including New Testament, it sets yourself aside, act differently, obey my commandments. And this is going to be the first nation that is, you know, more than just a couple of tribes, like Jacob and Esau and all of them. This is going to be an actual nation that God's going to use to set an example for the future generation of the end times. Not just the end times, but throughout. throughout until then, throughout yeah. history. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody's going to look towards them of how God, the real God, wants his people to act. He's using these people as an example. The covenant, everything is an example of how
0: things should be. And- well, because part of that covenant, just going off what you're saying, that part of that covenant was that God promised Abraham... Not just I'm going to bless you, no, no, no. but through you I will bless the world. All the nations are going to be blessed through you.
2: You know, we go back further back into the Ten Commandments where it says, you know, any outsider shall follow these sets of rules. That's what we're going into right now. Even now, as Christians, we are basically Jews spiritually. In the in the New Testament, when you see Jews and Gentiles together, um, oftentimes. When they say Jews, they mean Christians. Christians wasn't really a name for us until around the time of Nero, which was written way after the New Testament.
0: Yeah, I think they. I, I think at one point we were called the followers of the way, and we were. I mean, Christians in the early, early church. Yeah, I, th- I think in part with this, with this Ten Commandments, honestly, what what hits me because this hit me the most once I understood what the Ten Commandments really were was, and we talked about it earlier, the character of God and this type of thing, but Paul in Romans says something very significant. He said, I would not have known covetousness if it wasn't for the law. And he's he, he was basically encircling, he was saying, listen, the purpose for understanding and God giving us the Ten Commandments was not just so that we would know his character, that's the positive side, but the negative side is so that we know we need him, which is, it defines what sin is, and I think that's that's kind of like a, the I almost want to say deeper, deeper side of just more than just the character of God and all these like Tom was saying like with the with the with the this is this would be a great society if they were to follow this. I think there's more to it. It shows the societies and the nations that are living in sin that don't even know they're living in sin. That says, hey, this came from God on top of a mountain he says that this, what you guys are actually doing is, is, is in violation of his character. Yeah, and that's that in stone. Literally. Right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> he literally carved it in stone with his finger. So, uh, okay, so let's, let's uh, keep going on here.
2: Off, yeah.
0: um, so we'll, we'll read through just a couple more verses and kind of talk about it. So, so now the Ten Commandments is over. It says in verse 18, now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightnings, the flashings, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking and when the people saw it, they trembled and stood far off verse 19 then they said to moses you you speak with us and we will hear but not let not god speak with us lest we die and they they they're just freaking out right now
2: and, and if you recall we talked about that uh, on the last segment
0: yeah cuz they they were it was the same thing happening here yeah they were they were freaking out right on the bottom of the mountain they just couldn't deal with being around god uh, verse 20 it says that Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you. See Moses is like through this whole thing like he's like, Don't worry, guys, this is fine. God has come to fear God has, has come to test you, don't fear, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin verse twenty one so the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thicker. I'm sorry, the thick darkness where God was. So apparently he walked into the cloud and the thunderings and the lightnings and, and I don't know, went up the house. I out. think that
2: could have been a form of a veil.
0: Yeah. The veil, yeah. So, and, okay, so I would, say, I would say this, and I know this is interesting. I, I, just, I find this interesting. That it talks about the darkness where God was. I think God was doing that on purpose. Because in, in the beginning there was darkness. Well, not only that, but in Scripture, it says that sin cannot exist in God's presence. And I think God was using that veil, like you were saying, that veil, that protective barrier between him and the people he's trying to save because they live in sin. And if sin could not exist in God's presence, I think God was physically protecting them. Now, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that Moses was able to go in because he was completely sinless. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is, at that point, he may have been sinless. We don't know. But I'm saying, the thing is, is that those people were who God was trying to save. So I think he was trying to put that veil between, uh, what is it, the temple talks about the holy place and the most holy place, and there was that veil between the two, and because God existed in the most holy place. So Well, we also
2: see, you know, God in the darkness, light, You know, God is light in the darkness. We can see, you know, we can use that as well. We can see that in many various places in the New Testament as well, including, you know, uh, a certain verse where it talks about, Are there not 12 hours in a day? Blessed are those who walk in the light and they will not stumble. Those who walk in the darkness, they will stumble. You know, God is the light in the darkness.
0: Yeah. So few verses left, and we'll go ahead and finish this off and kind of talk about it. Uh, Verse 22, Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves an altar of earth. You shall make for me. And you shall sacrifice on your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep, your oxen, in every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. Verse 25, And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stone, for you shall use your tool on it, and you have profaned it. Verse 26, nor shall you go up by the steps to your altar that you, that your nakedness may not be exposed on it. That's interesting. He doesn't want a hewn stone or For anything.
2: The, hewn, by the way, means to be cut. That's what he means by polluting it. You, you, you want the whole stone, cut stone, not hewn stone. You know, Christ was the cornerstone. We can can go verse by verse of how we can recognize Christ as the stone. And here we are, we have an altar. We have a commandment. It may not be part of the Ten Commandments, but a commandment on how to worship God in considering of an altar. We have no cut stones. They must be solid. And you must not have any steps going up to that altar. You will see fancy altars that are cut. You will see some fancy altars that are made out of stone. A lot of steps going up to it. Yeah, exactly. And those are actually
0: a form of pagan worship. And here we can see that. Do you you know what the significance in that pagan worship? I don't mean to cut you off, but do you know the significance in those steps for pagan idolatry? It's because we as human beings are ascending to heaven, to To, God, to heaven, mm to that light, to that that greater understanding, right? We are ascending. In other words, our works, we are going up to God, but God never wanted that because he came down In to us. In a sense,
2: we were being illuminated. Right,
0: right. And so so God doesn't <laughs> want this because He's God came down to us. Now, this obviously is not the, the Jesus came down, but when, when God himself settled on the mount, it said that, you know, the smoke and the thunder, it covered the whole mountain. In other words, God was coming down, uh-huh. down to Israel even at this time. And, and, it, and obviously the cut stones because, well, that's my work. Look at what I built. Right. Look at that altar up there. You Versus
2: like where you just, you know, you grab a stone
0: and... Grab some rocks, start stacking yeah, them. why add extra work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> God just yeah. gave the commandment to rest, yeah, so He gave us everything we needed.
2: You know, uh, but we can look at it that way for sure. But in all honesty, you know, it says it right here. It, I don't think we really need altars anymore uh, because we don't need sacrifices anymore. Christ sacrificed for us, and we don't need to do it he ever Amen. again. Amen. We don't need to keep sacrificing Him. So here we do. We do have something from the Lord God Himself saying. These are the how the altars are supposed to be set up, and do not worship me on anything otherwise. But I don't think we have to take. I don't think we have to consider those anymore because we don't no longer have to sacrifice. We can pray wherever we want. We don't have to go to a temple anymore. We can ask for forgiveness straight to God, straight to Christ.
0: For Christ Himself said that no one comes to the Father but me. I know this This has been exciting. I know this has been a long one, even even a multi-parter, but yeah, I, I think it's a, this all week. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I know. So was, I. I, was, <laughs> I, was oh, I was, I was so geeked about this. I'm like, oh, I, I hope, hope a whole bunch of us are here, but it, it was fun. I don't know with, with just the three of us. I think this is, we've really delved in probably more than we needed to, but it doesn't matter. This is, I think the 10 commandments because, and I, we can touch on this just a little bit. I really wish that the Ten Commandments had a much higher significance in the churches today, and because the Ten Commandments was never meant—maybe maybe I should put it phrased like this. The best phrase that I can say is, I as a Christian do not keep the Ten Commandments to be saved, but I keep them because I am saved. Right. If I, if, if the 10 commandments,
2: commandments, right.
0: If, if the 10 commandments is the character of God, number one, the Bible does tell us flat out, we can't keep them of our own power. Correct. We need the Holy Spirit to do this. So in other words, this is not me. Like even, even Paul said, keeping the, keeping the commandments under your own power, you would have something to boast about, but you can't keep them by yourself.
2: Right. Especially in this world. We have temptations we have demons left and right always trying to get us to fall because all it takes is just that one sin before the end of probation the price of sin is death whether that's going to be at the second death or it's going to be at your baptism it's up to you (laughs) it's it's your (laughs)
0: choice it's your call man (laughs) all right i'll go ahead and pray and then just kind of close this out uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together that we've spent. Father, I thank you that uh, we've been able to, to open your holy word freely still, Lord, and and engage with this. I pray for everyone who has listened to this, who has is, who is engaged with this. Help this to uh, just seep into our minds and seep into our hearts, and uh, Lord, help also, Lord, send someone our way that we can send that we can uh, talk to somebody about this same thing that we've just talked about that we've just studied in Your Word. Uh, Lord, we love You so much, and we thank You, and we pray for uh, protection from the enemy. Also, Lord, we love You and we thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, this has been Justin.
1: This has been Antonio, and this has been Tom.
0: We love you. Ciao, ciao. Now listen. Just because this is the end of the episode doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. You can find Biblical Chili on almost any social media outlet. And if you're not a big fan of YouTube, just search for Biblical Chili anywhere and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Or just go to biblicalchili.com. Now until we meet again, remember, be part of the conversation. Goodbye.
1: We just found out that, uh, was it Lion King? Lion King was, like, was made like 30 years ago. Oh, Four. shut up, Tom.
0: Okay, <laughs> we're, we're moving now. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my teens. <laughs> Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.